It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. On September 20th of this year, later on this year, a new book uh, due to be released uh, by Peter Navarro. It'll be available wherever books are sold, taking back Trump's America, why we lost the White House and how we'll win it back. And certainly uh, well ahead of the November elections, uh, we'll get a preview of that to what extent uh, we can give away a little bit from Peter Navarro, who joins me now. Peter, uh, the topic, of course, uh, that will come after is what happened with the January 6th committee. But uh, to plan and to take the time to put this together for September, uh, a little sneak peek, Peter, and then we'll plan something bigger. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. And thanks so much for mentioning Take Back Trump's America. It is on Amazon for pre-order. Everybody who's been paying attention may have seen him. Uh, I I was pulled away in leg irons by the FBI off a plane, essentially uh, putting leg irons in a a jail. And um, all I'm doing, David, um, is standing up for uh, my president and a constitutional principle revolving around executive privilege. We've got this witch hunt committee doing its show trials as we speak. Um, and I'm in this, this bind now, and it, it's, it's shocking what they did. Uh, I've talked to FBI agents that way outside the norm. They're basically trying to make a, uh, an example out of me as a, as a Trump person. And it's, I'm looking at probably what's going to be around a million dollars in legal fees and that's that's the punishment in and of itself, even if I'm removed. So taking back Trump's America on Amazon, thank you. Now, with respect to the book itself, uh, <clears throat> it's it's a very important book. I wrote it for, because what we need to do is not only take back the White House in 2024 in the name of Trump and Trumpism and populist economic nationalism, uh, we also need to get Pelosi the hell out of there and get a Republican majority but spoiler alert it can't just be a republican majority david it's got to be a trump republican majority we've got too many rhinos republicans in name only on capitol hill who are in bed with the corporate capitalists who love the offshore jobs who love the open borders who love the endless wars and it's the kevin mccarthy's and mitch mcconnell's of this world when i was in the white house um, who would be so disruptive um, to our trade agenda, to our border security agendas. And they didn't quite rise to the level of disruption um, as, as the Democrats and Schumer and Pelosi. But I'll tell you this, David, having a fifth column inside your house uh, is, is often more dangerous than having an opponent outside that house who you know and recognize. So taking back Trump's America is about – um, how we lost the White House, uh, spoiler alert there, close enough to steal. Uh, but more importantly, how, as we move forward, it's a, taking back Trump's America is a battle, battle plan and a battle cry for the MAGA movement. This is echoed even at the state levels. Uh, Governor Aza Hutchinson, who said, uh, I believe he said uh, that Donald Trump is politically, morally responsible for January 6th. So this runs the, the range up and down the officials, right? A fifth column, as you put it, in many areas. 
Uh, you know, yes, Peter, yes, yes. the the internal strife in the Republican Party is a big part of this. I'm with you. You need the right leadership. You need also the right support structure in there uh, because you've seen this, Peter, and you've talked about it here in other places. You've got a bureaucratic class in Washington on both sides, for that matter, uh, more onerous with the Democrats, but embedded with Republicans that run these offices and these congressmen and the Club of 100. How do we unpack, peel it back, get rid of it? Uh, You know, that's a big part of this. As we speak, David, there's a war going on for in the Republican primaries to make sure that, that Trump-endorsed candidates win. I mean, for example, in Arizona, uh, today I, I, I endorsed Carrie Lake, uh, who's also endorsed by President Trump. She's running in, in, a, in the state of Arizona, which was a battleground state, which the numbers say President Trump uh, barely lost. I think the margin was 11,000 votes, but which my analysis shows that he won handily. Kerry Lake promises to get to the bottom of that, but the Republican governor, here's the punchline, the Republican governor in Arizona, Ducey, um, was the guy who prevented a legal count of the vote. A Republican, not a Democrat. And you got, Here's another point, and I talk about this in Taking Back Trump's America, it's, it's the lower offices that are just as important, particularly secretaries of state, right? In Arizona, you got Mark Fincham running. He's a, he's a Trump guy. If he wins, we get fair elections. If the other person wins, we don't. Simple as that. George Soros, easy to make him a villain, but he, it's easy to make him a villain, David, because he's such a villain. I mean, he spent, he spent millions upon millions of dollars de- starting a decade before the 2020 election to put hostile secretaries of state in key battleground states. And in both Michigan and Pennsylvania, you had Soros-backed candidates who played an instrumental role in, again, not getting the legal votes counted. That's all we've ever wanted, David, is to get a, a counting of the legal votes, to cut through all the fraud and election irregularities. So th- this is a battle. You know, there's, a, there's another race I want to mention. Katie Arrington, the Trump candidate, District 1 in South Carolina. She, she was a warrior. Uh, when I was in the White House, um, she was inst- just, just very helpful to me when she was at the Pentagon trying to get uh, personal protective equipment and other things to the people of America. She's running against a woman named Nancy Mace, who's like CNN's favorite commentator, who voted against, um, who voted for the impeachment of Donald Trump. Uh, one of only a dozen, um, and so that's the kind of race. So if we get if we get Katie Arrington in South Carolina in that seat instead of Nancy Mace, we have a we have a Trump majority there, not a not a not a Rhino majority. Um, so th- th- this is I mean people I like the, the stock market today and the bond market both crashed. That's stagflation. They, this is all happening because we let the Democrats seize power in too many places and too many rhino Republicans seize power in other places. 
My guest, Peter Navarro, economist, former assistant and director of trade to President Trump. His new book, again, available for pre-orders, but coming in September. So you'll hear a lot more. And I think Peter will plan something uh, for an hour on that. The book is Taking Back Trump's America, Why We Lost the White House and How We Will Win It Back. Uh, Of course, follow up to uh, his previous book, In Trump Time. Uh, Peter, I want to go back for a moment, though, because I I don't want it to be lost on the people out there. Uh, What you went through when you were arrested uh, after they issued uh, the grand jury indictment, and I guess you're now officially a ham sandwich, by the way, my friend, because, uh, you know, they can indict a ham sandwich. Uh, However, that said, in all seriousness, this was... Much like what they did, however anyone feels about either a Roger Stone or a Rudy Giuliani, my friend Rudy, we saw what happened there. Uh, This was all about creating an image for something that is a misdemeanor at best, if ever, used by Congress. So what happened to you? Walk the audience through this so they understand what happens when Democrats seize, have, and execute the power. Yes. David, it started with the formation of this kangaroo committee, um, which uh, Nancy Pelosi formed. She put seven Democrats on there uh, with a five-year history of trying to uh, remove Trump from office in what effectively would be a legislative coup d'etat. And then she put two Republicans, Cheney and Kinzinger, name only, who are hostile to the president. So you got a 9-0 majority on that committee beginning to dispense illegal and unenforceable subpoenas like a Pez machine. And they gave me one of them. And I'm, I'm a, I was one of president Trump's closest advisors, David, and I'm covered under president Trump's executive privilege, which is a principle that goes back to the days of George Washington. The notion here, and there's a lot of case law, Supreme court case law on this, is that executive privilege is critical to effective presidential decision-making because it allows people like me to provide candid advice to the president. So they come at me, and I tell them, look, um, I'm in a constitutional bind here. I have to uh, – I can't I – can't, I don't have the – I do not have the legal authority to waive the privilege, full stop. And so please, committee, go negotiate that with President Trump and his attorneys. And, and if he says, I, I, I can talk to you, that's fine. Uh, but, but they never did that. And so they, they go forward with this contempt charge. They, they bring Dan Scavino in as well. Um, and um, Scavino hires a high-priced lawyer. I don't. Um, Scavino, they don't press charges against him. I, I, they press him against me. Why? Well, the, the TikTok was on on Tuesday, May 31st, I filed a civil suit seeking to enjoin them from pursuing criminal contempt charges. On Wednesday, I send a letter to Deputy Attorney Patricia Alloy saying that, look, I'm in this untenable position. Please contact President Trump and um, his attorneys to see if you can negotiate something like that. I was looking for a modus vivendi. I even gave him the name of a lawyer to contact, David. This is a critical point. I gave him the name of a lawyer to contact. 
Um, duty and honor requires me to do what I'm doing. They did none of that. And then I called an FBI agent, uh, Walter Giordano. This is the guy who the previous week had, had woke me up in the early morning banging on my door with a subpoena. And I said, Walter, it's like if you need anything more from me, just call me. You don't have to bang on my door, get me out of bed. Whatever you need, I'll get, right? So that's Wednesday. So they they make a decision to not call President Trump as in his attorneys, to not call uh, the attorney whose name I gave, to not call me and negotiate a voluntary surrender, which is like, that's like, that's the norm, David, for, for, for this is white, so-called white-collar crime, but I'm not, I haven't committed any of those crimes. It's not fraud. It's a technical violation. And then what the, and buried the lead here, I literally, David, live 50 yards from the FBI across the street. So what instead they do, they lay in wait for me at the airport. They take me in a gangway. When I asked, because when I asked several times to, um, to contact someone for legal advice, uh, they don't let me do that. And um, I wind up um, uh, being transported over to uh, the district court where they have uh, a jail cell beneath there, uh, put in leg irons, strip searched. Uh, they take my belt, my tie, my shoelaces, <laughs> and I wind up, I mean, there's some humor in it. They, they wind, I wind up in John Hinckley's cell. You know, the guy, the guy who's standing up to the Constitution and the president winds up in the same cell as the guy who shot a president. Okay, so so that's that's where we're at, and and they're playing hardball. They're coming at me hard, um, and boy, uh, this is not. And if it come for me, David, they can come for you. You know, say the wrong thing on the radio, caller comes comes in. They're coming. Yeah, and this is what I want people to understand. A very key point that you just made. <clears throat> You're an American citizen. I'm an American citizen anyone walking down the street who has that if you are to be used which is what i believe you were used as a public figure why do this at at an airport lots of people lots of attention create the scene why they kick down the door at any person's home the early in the morning or other forms in which they do this it's to set the stage and a political persecution with the power of a doj is one of the most dangerous combinations. This is a weaponizing of government weaponizing. against the American people. Um, here's what's here's what's disturbing as well. You know, they 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 uh, as we were as I was getting ready to dial you, I got in yet another motion from them, and they want to they want to put a protective gag order in with respect uh, to discovery, right? Um, and let's think about this. It's like I get picked up something like 1114 at the airport. And from the time I get picked up, they confiscate my cell phone. I'm out of touch with the world, incommunicado, right, from then until 2.30. So how is it that shortly after they, they pick me up in this circus move, the press knows about it? The only way that happens is if the government is leaking to the press. And if the government leaked that to the press, it just reaffirms uh, that it's part of the, the political show trial aspect of it and the weaponization of our Justice Department. And they're just, 
I mean, there's 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 either tacit or explicit collusion now uh, between the, the committee itself, the Pelosi House, right, which wants to put me behind bars, the Justice Department, and the FBI, which which have, have arrested me and are trying to put me behind bars, and the White House itself, David, because one of the key constitutional issues in this whole case is whether a sitting president, an incumbent president like Joe Biden, can strip, strip Donald Trump of his executive privilege. It's an absurd notion, David, absolutely absurd. Just there's no case law, no settled law, nothing to support that. Yet they did that in an attempt to say, I don't have any executive privilege or testimonial immunity, which goes hand in hand with executive privilege, David, senior White House advisors, according to longstanding 50-year-old policy of the Department of Justice, have absolute testimonial immunity. In other words, if Congress comes knocking on your door with a subpoena, you don't have to talk to them. Full stop. Yet DOJ violated their own policy. So this is, I mean, I, I hope folks out there in Webland, and you've got a beautiful audience, a very engaged audience, get angry about this. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon and, and just howl to these people. Go on social media. Check me out at my Getter and Twitter accounts and, 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 and just speak up because they're coming for me. They're coming for you. They're coming for all of us. This is crazy stuff. Well, we'll fight it together, my friend. I'll do my part to make sure it stays out there, that it's told uh, correctly and accurately uh, for people to make up their minds. Uh, Great to talk to you again. Uh, We're in this fight, and the fight is for America. Like you write, you know, in the title of your book, Taking Back Trump's America, America is what they're coming for. Someday, Peter, you and I and Donald Trump and others will all pass on, but America has to last beyond us. Yes, and I'm I, I'm very fearful right now for our economy and our political system right now. I'm seeing things under this legal Biden regime that, that that should frighten the hell out of all of us. So let's let's all get engaged. Let's take back that house in 2022, and let's take back that White House, and let's set this right, my friend. Thanks for the absolutely. Time. Thank you. Peter Navarro, his new book again available for pre-orders, Taking Back Trump's America, Why We Lost the White House and How We'll Win It Back. It's out in September. Get your pre-orders in and we'll plan something with Peter. We'll get together and uh, walk through this. And of course, between now and then. Thank you, Peter. I'll be right there with you, David. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.